Welcome back. Let's get straight into the factors driving market activity today. And for that conversation, I'm joined by Magwe Masilela from Magwe Fund Managers. Thank you so much for your time, Magwe. So for the past two days, we've had really positive sentiment coming out of the markets. But I'm wondering, uh, could the bulls that we've seen over the past two days be on their way out come 8 a.m. when the Fed releases those minutes from this November meeting? Not really, you know, because remember this meeting happened before we had those lower inflation numbers out of the U.S. in the form of the CPI and PPI. So whatever that is in those minutes, didn't consider those numbers. But I think this whole issue with the markets, we're and we hope we're not running ahead of ourselves. We hope that the 50 basis point is going to be the new 75 basis points and both for the U.S. and European Central Market. And that's all because of the indications or signals that we've been getting from some Fed officials. Yes, we've seen New Zealand today, they've increased by 75 basis points. Yeah. But we know, we know the trendsetter here continues to be the US Central Bank. So people are hopeful of that. And yes, we've seen the COVID numbers in China continue to go up, but markets are ignoring all that. And we've just pinned our hopes on the fact that maybe interest rates will be less aggressive. And yeah, you look at the PM numbers, you know, you can see from Europe as well that slowed down slightly meaning that the recession might be milder and now people are hoping that listen i think we might be nearing a bottom and markets being markets there's a possibility that we are running ahead of ourselves yeah, and definitely that bottom is what markets are looking for right now. Yeah, quite surprising. Uh, interesting that you mentioned uh, New Zealand. I was very surprised to see that they've increased interest rates by 75 basis points. And I'm, I was actually wondering if anyone is still in that territory. But I mean, judging from uh, South Africa's inflation picture, that might be the case for South Africa as well come tomorrow. Let's get, yeah, actually just on that. Yeah, before we get to the company news, uh, your take on that, Magua, what we could expect tomorrow, uh, considering the inflation uh, numbers that we got today? You know, for the fact that the U.S. is a, is a trendsetter and for the fact that our inflation number was worse than expected, most probably we'll get our last 75 basis points. Mm, okay, all right, I get you there. Let's get to the numbers, and I'm starting off with the big dog of the JC, and that is Nasper's coming out with the interim results. Um, they had that lower contribution from Tencent and also wider trading losses for their other businesses. Just looking at that share price, because one thing you do about Nasper is you look at the share price. And it seemed like markets were really undecided about what um, mood or what tone to take from Nasdaq because it started off in the red and then it went to the green. I think at some point it was up more than 3%. And then the last time I checked, about 30 minutes ago, it was up about 0.72%. What did you take out from, that number, from, from those numbers? Results were disappointing because of those valuations, as you are saying, because of the profits share that they've been getting from the likes of Tencent. And remember, this is e-commerce. If consumers continue to struggle, then definitely that has an impact on them. But as you said earlier in your intro, for the fact that there are hopes or signals that China might have air maybe starting to be at least more accommodative when it comes to the crackdown, when it comes to the tech sector. Definitely that's why it uh, tends, uh, what do you call it, uh, NASPAT itself is getting a leaf out of that. And remember, financial results that we've just received, they're all in the past. So if it's true about the China going forward, about the tech sector, then markets are forward looking and hope that, okay, things might start to improve from that side. And remember, I think last week or so, they even approved some of the gaming licenses in China.
So there's hope that things might change going forward. And I think that was helping uh, NASPAS to be up to date. Ah, uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, markets have really been concerned about those other businesses that aren't 10 cents that are still making losses. But they did say in their commentary that this could kind of be the worst for them because they are seeing some positive signs uh, and numbers filtering through. Let's go to Telcom. It's really had a tough time, uh, just uh, getting worse as you moved um, through those numbers from the top to the bottom line. So a slight decrease in revenue, double-digit plunge in core profit, HEPs nose diving 52%. They also had their, that pressure on cash. Um, how mood-dampening were these numbers? You know, fortunately, the guys managed to give us a trading update a week and a half or so. So this was kind of expected. Yeah. But if you dig into the numbers, you can see, look into their mobile subscribers increased by almost 10.9%. We've seen that the connectivity is improving. I think connectivity rate is almost around 46%. And we've seen, which is good as well, that businesses are starting to spend when it comes to their IT. And probably that will help the likes of BCX to turn around. And yes, they did make some savings when it comes to inflation cost and marketing and also some uh, reduction when it comes to tax that benefited them but yes generally it's not looking okay and i think this whole thing of the postpaid and prepaid uh, mobile makes change has a serious effect because at some point they have to defer some of their revenue to anything between 24 and 36 months yeah all right so let's take a look at rfg in the food sector so they had their um headline earnings per share and their dividend up uh, almost 60 percent revenue and operating profit increasing by double digits and you sort of get the story that the international unit actually boosted those numbers compared to the regional unit so do you think that overall the business is in a good position um, considering uh, what makes most investors nervous and that's those input costs yeah, I think it is, you know, because for any business, you want to diversify your revenue stream. So it's not a problem that the guys are making more money from international compared to local. And not that local are losing money. Local continues to be resilient. It's that it's not doing as good as the international business. Mm. And because of the demand that we've seen when it comes to canned fruit and also the pure fruit uh, demanded product demand. So that is helping them going forward. And also what was important, look into their debt to equity, manage to improve, you know, from the to 36.2. So I think it's worth looking at going forward. All right. Well, let's get to something else that you're looking at uh, for today. Magua, your stock pick? Pepco, and I think these are the guys who've got almost 5,830 stores. These are the guys as much that they did lose some trading hours because of load shedding, but the guys, they've got almost 70% of their shops with uh, power backups, and these are the guys going forward. They think that the money will start to flow as we see people having the extension when it comes to the grants as well. And yeah, I think that's the company was looking at, I mean, they are generating their 92% of their sales are coming from cash, yeah. which is good. Seven out of 10 of the cell phones sold in South Africa are sold through them. So I guess it's where they look. Remarkable stats there. Thank you very much for your time, Magwe. That was Magwe Masirela from Magwe Fund Managers.